Previously on Dice Paper Roll. Through the multiverse they searched Calatras and the Bard, tasking their many servants upon death to find the fallen shard. The priest Dent was ordered, find the four, make sure they don't survive. Ariki's reached out through her cage, desperate to keep her friends alive. Meanwhile, through the starry depths of space, the silver escape pod flashed, and upon the dreaded Dentnaut's decks, the speeding pod then crashed. Leaping forth, the heroes surged, blood-pumping, weapons drawn, to face their pirate foes head-on and avenge the rusty prawn. With gnashing teeth, pistol shots and electric spinning glaive, they tore through enemies one by one, felling every knave. Dent reached out and summoned flames which rained down from the black, but the tight four stood with iron will and weathered the attack. At the bridge, the wounded heroes squared against their foe, but too late, for through a fiery portal stepped Calatras with eyes aglow. Welcome back to Dice Paper Roll. This is book two, chapter 16. DPR is made on the lands of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation, who never ceded sovereignty over that land. DPR is brought to you by our patrons, our very generous Patreon subscribers. And they are... One, two, three, four, Alex Bloke, Blade Douglas, Daniel King, Daniel B, Danny Carroll, Irene Coochie, Jasper Barker, Casper Myers, Lee Burner, Lewis Potter, Liam Sterner, R, Matt Lundet, Ben, Mick Wallace, Le- Brian Lewis, Sammy Duncan, Trent Denham, Trevor Goodchild. One, two, three, four... <laughs> I can't wait awesome. to hear whatever music the movie puts yeah. underneath. Please that. make it scar. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, patrons. Oh. You are all beautiful, wonderful people, very generous. We can't begin to express how grateful we are to you all. If you love the show, folks, please, please jump on and donate whatever you can because by this time we will have totally overhauled Patreon. You get some sick shit. And uh, also the deep, deep sense of satisfaction that you get to help us make this and turn it into extra stuff like streaming mm. and touring and merch. Merch. Yeah. Donating is punk as fuck. Just saying. Fight the power by giving us your money. money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, my name is Emil. I play Brackeye the Goliath Barbarian. My name is Dan. I play Thandor, the human fighter and cleric of Tempus. <laughs> Sexy yeah, Thandor. Sexy Thandor. <laughs> My name's Ben and I play Snatch, the Alfling Rogue. Oh. Oh. After dark, he'll stab you in the face <laughs> with a knife. <laughs> <laughs> And my name's Greg. I play Alan, Aaron, Aeon. He's an ASMR sorcerer of hell. 
That's the smoothest goddamn opening to this podcast we've ever had. Yeah, I'm just saying I think you guys jumped on board on what I did, that's all. No, oh, by the sexy <laughs> man. I'll jump on the Dan train any day. Hey. Let's leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> no, no one was picking that one up. Uh, let's leave, let that ball just drop down in the Fine. middle and we'll all just leave look that at it. Human centipede <laughs> on the table. Okay. Calatras and Ariki stand under the dome. Images flicker over of each of the worlds they have visited. And on each of the worlds, Calatras zooms in to look at his agents as they search for the tears. You know, I've been thinking it's not uh, its not exactly ergonomic, is it? My neck's really killing me looking at the roof all the time. Do you think we could have a bit more, I don't know. I'll get some sunbeds brought in. Excellent. That sounds great. There's tons of those in, in hell. You'd be surprised. <laughs> As the worlds flick past, you see the Lizard King astride his wyvern, scouring the skies for the tear, landing at the blast crater and shaking his head. There is clearly nothing there. A yeti creature tramps through the snow, searching to no avail. A proud knight in shining armour rides through burning fields. Their leader sits in his castle, slamming his fist into a table in frustration. The images come and go until Calatras holds it on the image of the bearded priest in the purple robe. The priest stands at the helm of a great black wooden ship that sails through space above the ring of asteroids. You see over the priest's shoulder and before him lies the long deck of his ship. The tear in two parts lays on the deck at his feet. And beyond that, over the heads of slain bodies, stand the figures of your four former friends, Aelan, Brackeye, Thandor, and Snatch. Calatras yells in triumph as he steps forward and tears open the portal, stepping through onto the deck of the ship. As that happens, the light comes through and Ariki's body begins to move, almost at a glacial pace as time slows down. And her steps echo against the walls and in turn they echo on the inside of Ariki's mind prison. And... Ariki sits inside of the sphere and suddenly stands up. No. 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 You can't... You you can't do this to me. Not this time. No. And she scrambles and pushes against the stone and runs her hands across the walls, breaking into sweat and powerfully pounding against the walls. And the walls begin to crack, but it's still moving. Ariki's is breaking into a run, and she can't stop herself. And so Ariki's inside of her brain becomes distraught. Tears run down her face as she begins to weep. I can't, I can't go through. I don't want to do this. This isn't me. 
I'm not that person. And the walls begin to melt even faster as it sloughs away. Into the centre of the room, Ariki's is lifted and it shatters. And Ariki's in the real world is moving at quite a pace towards the portal and stumbles and brings herself to the floor, kneeling. And from that kneeling position, you look up onto the burning deck of the ship floating through space and watch as Calatras and Dent fight your friends. Dentnaught soars against the skyscape behind it. Stars and galaxies glimmer in the infinite void. The dark moon hangs a purple nimbus surrounding it, lighting the asteroid belt that spans the diameter of the sphere of the world, cutting a hemisphere, if you will, around the planet below. The planet, choked with ash and cloud, sits dying. Oh, nature! (laughs) (laughs) How could you do this? You horrible piece of shit! (laughs) What kind of force would ever do this to a planet? Sentient bees could never possibly cause this much destruction on such a large global scale. It's hot! (laughs) It's so hot down there. (laughs) A figure steps forward through a burning portal that sits at the back of the Dent Nort. A figure clad in high boots, sleek trousers, and a high-collared coat of black and gold trace. His dark hair falls around his impossibly handsome face. His sharp features glimmer down towards you. The face of the devil Calatras. His black eyes gaze out towards you and he steps around Dent and leans down towards the two halves of the tear that lies on the deck. He looks back at Dent. Deal with them now. As Dent turns to move towards you, Lysandra drops her weapon to the ground. Looks like this is uh, my exit. Uh, Thanks for all your help, you lot. She drops the gun to the floor, and as you watch, she steps out towards the the balustrade that runs on the port side of the ship, steps up onto the balustrade, throws you all a salute, and leaps out into the void. Wait, where are you going? Where are you going? You're going into space. And as you watch, she she leaps out from the balustrade through the, the barrier and floats out into space for a few seconds. It's only then that you realize behind her the approaching shape of Lion's lead battleship. The fang looms in towards you on a collision course. Wait, but you did say she left a gun on the ground, right? Yeah, the, the minigun. Oh, yeah, well, fucking... The... <laughs> <laughs> Crossbow! <laughs> She takes the midi gun with her as she leaps out ah, into space. You. It was attached by a lengthy wallet chain. <laughs> Snaps back to her belt. Snaps back to her uh, like a gummy, sticky hand throwing thing. her faster through space towards the leadership. It does. It lashes into her, pushing her through the vastness of space towards the oncoming ship. And as it looms in your vision, you see Andromeda hanging behind the roaring lion figurehead. Her arm outstretched, 
Lysandra sails towards her, entering the bubble of the other ship and gripping her hand, just as the helm of Lion's flagship, the Fang, crashes into the side of the Dentnaut, ripping through the centre of the ship. Ah, hang on, everyone! As the enormous ship collides with this one, it shears through the centre in an explosion of wood and steel. The two halves of the Dentnaut, completely shattered, drift away from each other. You stand on the rear half, the severed, jagged midpoint of the ship behind you, as the ship slowly begins to spin and descend towards the planet below. With the impact, can everybody please make a dexterity save? I, I think it's safe to say that Breck, I saw that coming. <laughs> <laughs> For advantage. In terms of my dexterity saves. Oh, Thandor got a nine. He may have seen it coming, but he still only got an eight. 25 for Snatch. And Shit. 15 for Alan. Um, the impact and the, the spinning of the, the now severed half of the dent nought that you stand on knocks Thandor and Brackeye from their feet and they, they tumble to the deck as the gravity around you shifts slightly and lessens. And as it does, the three night guards stabbing their glaives into Brackeye are flung up into the air over the, the rear of the ship and they float out away from the, the ship, not able to catch in the gravity again and they spin out into the vastness of space uh, their eyes bulging in the cold vacuum. As Snatch dodges away and spins and tumbles uh, with the impact he reaches out his halfling hand and snatches the pair of goggles that were lying on the decapitated head of the Thrycreen pirate. Riding the ship like a, like a surfboard like yeah. just perfectly balanced on your two feet and as the body flies past you just snatch the goggles off. Hang in ten. <laughs> Mine. Well, you're just getting everything now, aren't you, buddy? <laughs> it's a fucking <laughs> veritable just treasure. Just it just comes to me. I don't uh, even have to do anything. Buy your very own snatch doll now with new goggles. <laughs> now with goggles, goggles, goggles. Who knows what they do? Throw away your shitty old snatch toy. Get a new one with a brand new. Well, no, no, you don't have to throw away the old one. You can keep it. You just have a collection. It's a collector's item. Now, fuck that. Get the new one. Get the new one. Let's be real, who's collecting Snatch Dolls? Me? Oh. <laughs> we sold one out of a run of 40,000 bits. <laughs> yeah, come on. We need more patrons so we can, like, flog them off. On Justify. Fast <laughs> <Patreon>. expense. <laughs> the world's shittiest toy. <laughs> The world's shittiest action figure. Hey, fuck off. <laughs> Squeeze him and he shits himself. Oh. <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> uh, Preloaded with one signature move. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, all right. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to get one. Now with Bag of Apples. Switch to evil mode for threats of violence. Pull the ripcord for his classic lines. Oi, don't call me sure. <laughs> I'm going to stab you one of these days. <laughs> hey, guys, I'm down here. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm down here. I grabbed the treasure. <laughs> Is that bag of gold nailed down? That gives me advantage, right? Snake attack! <laughs> Don't forget, I'm lucky. <laughs> I rolled a one, but I'm lucky. <laughs> oh, oh, so Snatch true. phrases, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Coming to DPR Radio, Snatch phrases.
Well. Uh, all, all the phrases you've heard Snatch say and then immediately forgot. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, as you cling to the deck of the spinning rear of the Dent Nord, uh. Dent steps out and floats down from the helm to stand on the deck before you, just behind the hulking form of lions strapped to the deck. As he floats down, a dark eldritch power swirls around him. On the outside of this black halo, a purplish light flickers. As you look forward, Calatras, his hands hovering over the tear, looks up at you with a smile. He waves his arm, and a shimmering wall of force surrounds the raised poop deck, where he stands with the deer. The shimmering wall of force blocks your path. And as he bends down and picks up the tear, the black energy that swirls around him begins to fight with the silvery light coming from the, the tear. He jerks upright, his eyes transfixed, the black flames swirling and mixing with the silvery light as the stone pulses in his hands. Calatras turns his devilish magical energies into it as he struggles to control the tear. And as he picks them up, the two halves click together and a bright light showers the remaining part of the dent nord on which you stand. The tear forms into the familiar teardrop shape in his hands the black light of his eldritch magic flickering across the silvery facets of the gem. Where Brackeye attempts to scramble to his paws and make an interception. Yeah, you, you scramble to all fours and leap up towards um, Calatras? Well, he tries to he tries to go for the, the tear. Yep, you scramble forward and, and leap upwards, um, sailing through the air towards uh, Calatras as he grips the tear. And as you fly through the air, you slam into the wall of force, this impenetrable thick wall in front of you that you scrabble against and slide down. Is that wall visible when he hits it? Like it shimmers, yeah. Okay, and it's all around? Like there's no... Yeah, it's, there's a dome around the top of the... Fuck. It's always a dome. I fucking hate domes! <laughs> The tear pulses with light, and as it flashes across the deck of the ship, you feel a sense of urgency well within each of you. Thandor, a voice whispers in your ears. The tear, the tear, the tear. Tumble, that's not you. Aelan looks around at the same time, his eyes wide, tears streaming down his face, a look of pure, unadulted joy across his face, and his eyes focus forwards towards Calatras. The tear! Ha ha! Thank you. Aelan charges forwards, his wings beating, and slams into the, the dome next to Brackeye. The glowing light around him glows brighter and brighter as he as he pushes to draw as much energy from Helm as he can. Helm, make everything better! No. No, Tempest is better than that. Tempest! And Thandor runs straight ahead up the now listing hull of the, the ship as it starts to go like somewhat like vertical and he continues to run up the hull and then leaps forward and slams into the wall. Temples! And as you leap through the air, the energy of your god fills you and a bright red nimbus of holy light surrounds you. And as you slam into the, the dome, the light from both you and Aelan grows and crosses over each other. 
If his light's red, what colours are Alan's light? Golden. Oh, that's a nice combo. It's like oh, Gryffindor really styles. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Thought it was going to be blue and therefore we were going to be like the cops or something. <laughs> With a fuzz. <laughs> uh, Snatch looking at the shimmering shield and, and his companions slamming themselves into it. It's like, oh well, uh, I'm sure Tamora blessed me with these goggles for some kind of reason. And he like pulls the elastic and goes, whoosh, and like snaps them into his eyes. It's like, oh, that really fucking hurt. I hope that, that was worth it. An amber tin. I'm blind! <laughs> <laughs> oh no, wait, no, everything's amber. Um, the amber tint fills your vision and you see the figure of Dent float down from the the deck above and as he uh, as he floats down through your vision the goggles seem to adjust and then a square forms around him and tracks him as he moves down across oh, your vision yes! oh god um, and as he uh, as he does you are able to get the jump on him and are able to react before he lands he floats down towards the the deck next to you that's fucking awesome. Signature move? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... Buy a new Snatch Doll now with two <laughs> signature <laughs> moves. <laughs> and brand new gun. Ha-pow, <laughs> motherfucker. Minigun not included. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or batteries. Yeah. Or apples. Or leather pants. <laughs> or sneaking bags. Or herring vests. <laughs> it never came with that to begin with. It's a super rare item. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there's only there's only one snatch doll that comes with it. Um, you only find that in your packs of cornflakes. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, where Dent is about to land near me, but mm-hmm. I can see through the goggles where he's about to land before he lands. There. Yeah, so you get the you get to act bef- uh, before him. Uh, the old space invader. It gives you the goggles give you advantage on initiative and uh, perception checks when trying to detect an enemy within sixty feet. Ooh, that's pretty fucking cool. Uh, all right, so Snatch, knowing where Dent is about to land, runs and then does like a forward dive roll and then skids and slides on his back below right where Dent is about to land and just like has both of his pistols pointed up in the air and just like, fuck it, you big guy, motherfucker, and just unloads a bunch <laughs> of shots right up into his asshole. All right, uh, give me an acrobatics and um, two shots from your two pistols. All right, cool. So acrobatics is 23. Um, yep, you slide easily on your on your knees underneath the um, the floating form of Dent as he's uh, as he descends to the deck. James and Brown style on your knees. Oh, wow! Not oh. amazing. A five and a seven on the dice. Oh, that's... Uh, so, uh, without proficiency, because I'm not proficient yet, but it is 15 and 13 to hit. Um, it's almost like you feel more and more proficient with the guns that you handle as you slide underneath uh, and aim up with your two pistols. And you, as you pull the triggers and the hammer flicks down on the, the, the round in the chamber. You look down and you can see in each chamber the round has a red tip just like the ones on your bandolier and the two bullets saw out um, and smash into dent. Can you roll 66 damage for me please? Yeah, damn. Shit, damn I can. Is that just the weapon damage? Uh, no, D6. so they're 2d6 but these are exploding rounds so they do 3d6. Make sure d6. 
Ooh, there's a few high ones in there. 10, 22 points of damage. The bullets fire off and smash up into the, the eldritch robe that surrounds Dent uh, and protects him from blows. And as they tangle up in the material, they explode as they, they hit into his body. Uh, and rather than bouncing off as the ones did before, these damage him far more. Uh, his legs, uh, the, the robe, because you're firing from up underneath, you even get it, manage to get it a bit up and, under his... And I'm used to seeing up robe hanging around with Alan a lot. Yeah, and being you, short. you are good at targeting up robe. Um, and, oh. uh, <laughs> I've already had my, let that one sit there I've, already, for a moment. I've already had my one for the day. I can't continue down that track. Statues slide underneath, firing the two uh, the two pistols up uh, <laughs> into the robed figure of Dent. Uh, and as the bullets impact, the the red tips explode in a shower of flame and shrapnel, which damages him far more than the the bullet that you fired before. The fire burns at his legs and catches at the bottom of his robe as he lands down on the deck of the ship. Give us that bloody tear, Dent! You piece of shit. Snatch doll, renowned for his fucking sick burns. <laughs> you tell him, Snatch. Thanks, Thandall. Dent spins around, stamping on the bottom of his flaming robe, and he turns and points at you, Snatch. You little fucker. And black energy swirls down his arm and reaches out towards you as he casts an inflict spell at you. Um, You take 41 points of damage. Can I use my uncanny dodge against that? I mean, I just asked because I only have 41 hit points left. I think think I'm fairly certain that it does. It does, yeah, sure. Let's play that. Uncanny dodge basically works for fucking everything. It's kind of a little bit... Snatch matrixes the fuck out of it as this black energy comes flying towards him and it, like, he, he literally, like, he's already sliding on his knees. He bends over backwards even further and, like, you hear a couple of sickening cracks. Yeah. And he starts, like, dancing as he goes underneath the black limboing underneath. Limbo bar. Shaking his revolvers like maracas. As the black energy soars across the top still, of you, still crackling down and, and injuring you, and you yeah. take 20 points of damage yeah. as you halve it with your uncanny dodge. Still, like, scrapes up, like, half my face and leaves us, like, a horrible, like, black Yeah, the black ne- negative energy, it. no, just, like, tendrils reach down into you and just drain your life force out of you. It's Ooh, the reverse cold. of Alan's healing. You just feel the cold touch of death. It gently brushes your face. Well, you know what they say. <laughs> if you don't feel the cold touch of death, have you really limboed? It's <laughs> true, they do say that. Jesus. <laughs> oh, oh, I love it. <laughs> As Thandor and Alan continue to channel into the dome, Cracks of red and golden light intersperse across the surface. Brackar, you scrabble at the smooth surface of the dome, trying to get in. The the beast within you surges up and and tries to take control, but for the first time, your 
feelings align with that of the beast. The beast just wants to get at the stone behind. It just wants to reach through. And as it beats against your consciousness, wrestling with you, trying to take control of you, you hear a voice echo in the beast's ears. Save me, child. Brackeye doubles in his ferocity at the dome, scratching and scrabbling furiously, biting and working himself into a kind of doggy ladder. As Thandor and Aelan, like on either side of Brackeye, their powers that they're evoking, trying to break through this force field, golden light and red light like electricity crackles out from their outstretched hands and as they start to move in closer towards one another the golden light and the red energy start to crackle and form together in front of Brackeye. And as it does, the red and gold energy crosses over each other and and stretches across to the other side of the dome, wrapping around the figure of each Alan and Thandor. And gold and red light swirls around each of them to form a figure, a silhouette made of light. Over Thandor, a silvery knight holds his hand against the glimmering dome. And over Alan, the form of an incredibly handsome armoured figure, helmet removed, long glowing hair flowing in the moonlight wait so it's just Aelan yeah yeah. <laughs> but in armour Aelan's in armor. daddy oh. <laughs> um, the, the silhouettes pulse with light and as they do the, the pulse ripples back down and crosses over finally shattering the dome inwards as Brackeye you plummet towards the figure of Calatras Snatch, you uh, slide out on the other side of Dent, dodging his uh, his harm spell as you turn and gain your feet. The goggles again identify Dent as a threat and surround him with a red square in your vision. Snatch nimbly and deftly rolls through Dent's legs and he scampers up his back and with a signature move this time, without dagger, gets both pistols on the side of his head and he's just like... Bang, bang, motherfucker. <laughs> pop, pop. Pop, pow. Pop, pop. Pop, pop. On the streets, man. Wouldn't you just... On the streets. I'm um, snatch the streets. Wouldn't yeah, you... yeah. Wouldn't you just shoot a bullet down either barrel of your gun? Or into each other's ha- Into your hands. Yeah, yeah into like... the hands. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're, gonna, you're pulling the Thrycreen move. You're going to blow your own arms off. <laughs> That would be the best way to end oh, this arc. Oh my god, the goggles are cursed. They're always going to make him shoot oh. himself with, in the hands. <laughs> it's a nice little, um, what is it, like uh, Empire Strikes Back ending as well, if you lose your hand. No! Death and truth. I feel like it was pretty clear that Dent's head is supposed to be in between the two guns. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but right. a head doesn't, like, fully stop a bullet's trajectory. Oh, well, I'll fucking, like... No, it's fine, mate. I'll angle it. I'll, like... <laughs> so one, under left, the, one under the chin, <laughs> one left is the under temple. the back of his left ear, and, the like, the right is at the top of his head. So, you know... And then I pull my hands back real quick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Recoil. Roll, Recoil. Roll in acrobatics uh, to climb up Dent. 
God damn, that's a 19, 31, 35. You are easily up. able to scamper up, dent, and position your uh, pistols. The, the, the signature flavor of this move enhances your tactical prowess. Uh, you manage to position the pistols perfectly, giving you advantage on your attacks. Oh, advantage. Camera pans past Alan's face. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> this is my first attack. 20! 20! And second. So that's 23. 23 you, and a yeah. critical? Yes. <laughs> Shit. Okay, so sneak attack. Brand new snare cell, now with really fast wrists. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to do sneak attack first. So that's 35 for the sneak attack, and it's d12 for damage. There once was uh, a pirate called Dent who copped two oh, bullets pistols. in the head. 35. The end. 45. 52. 60 points of damage. <laughs> uh, you think too late to load the, the red bullets into the chamber, but you look down and, and pull the trigger, and as you do... Between your pistols, Dent's head explodes like a, a watermelon. Um, a shower of gore and blood and brain matter splatters up on your face and the taste of, of blood fills your mouth and your nose. And this spray of blood floats up into the air and out into the cold dark of space, the droplets freezing as they float through the void. And I'm like... I can see why Brackeye's into this sort of shit. The taste of blood and all that. You As think the that string is... recoils into Snatcher's back. <laughs> <laughs> and he and he and he rides. Get the new Snatcher! <laughs> Snatcher! Available now! Snatcher! Uh, as Snatch rides the crumpling body of Dent down to the deck of the ship. Um, hanging ten. Hanging yeah. ten yeah. once again. Um Shaka, brah. There's something strangely uh, enticing about that feeling, though, like the power of the weapons in his hands taking the life from somebody. Snatches, um, there's, I hesitate to say turned on because the Snatch doll might not sell <laughs> yeah. as well. It sounded what you were, uh, that's where it was but sounded. Luckily, <laughs> luckily the, there. the gore covering your face distracts everyone from your semi. <laughs> you got to be looking pretty far down to see that. So <laughs> Nothing so. wrong with a power burner, my friend. Hey. <laughs> Nothing at all. Hey. barrels towards Calatras. His eyes narrow, his yellow pupils um, fixed on Calatras holding the tear. He leaps up past where the barrier invisible wall was onto the poop deck off the railings and springs right at the throat of Calatras, making a frenzied... Reckless, raging attack. Oh, it's only an 11 for the first attack. Uh, you spring towards Calatras, and even though he's transfixed by the stone in his hands, the tear in his hands, the ship spinning down towards the planet shifts beneath you, and you dive at him swinging, but land next to him as the, the ship shifts away from you as you fall towards the deck. Brackeye lands, um, and lunges at his ankle uh, making a second attack snapping biting and oh again only an 11 thandor 
from a distance up above with the visage of his god Tempest hanging over him. He has a, a clear view over what it is that Brackeye is attempting to do and goes, No, Brackeye, Tempest is with you and casts War God's Blessing, granting you a plus 10 to your attack. So what's your, what's your to hit with the plus 10? 21. That's a hit. Yeah! <laughs> oh my god. There you go, buddy. As, as uh, Theodore reaches out, the silhouette uh, around him reaches out as well. A tattoo of a glaive on his right shoulder blade kind of glows in the moonlight. We got that drunkenly together. It's not one of his moon ones, it's just... A, it's just <laughs> Actually, I did it when he was passed out cold. <laughs> I thought it would be funnier than lipstick. That is 27 on that attack. Uh, you lash out and bite into Calatras's ankle. The, the, his impossibly handsome ankle. The, his impossibly... <laughs> his, Dainty. No, his impossibly perfectly shaped ankle. His, is he wearing boat shoes <laughs> and, like, rolled-up cuff jeans? No, no, you can see it through his leather no boots. But as you bite into it, your eye sort of strays and just looks up his leg, up his well-turned calf to his his perfectly <laughs> middlingly knobbly knees. Um, and you can feel... you. You exert an incredible amount of force on his ankle, and as you do, you feel flesh and bone resisting and finally snapping between your jaws as you feel a rush of fiery, devilish blood coat your tongue. Brackeye thrashes against Calatras's body, attempting to break more bones and slam him into the ground with his bite and claw attacks. That is 15. That's... Uh... That's, yeah, not enough. So you Can't try. this time. <laughs> <laughs> I've used up my gold. Um, as you try and rip Calatras off balance, he he summons his devilish strength and lifts the the tear above his head. As his magic fights with that of the tear, he brings it down in a swift blow on the top of your head. Um, the jagged, sharp edges of the, the tear slams into you, um, ripping into your scalp, Brackeye, and you suffer 12 points of damage. Okay, Brackeye draws upon his barbarian constitution and his rage. He funnels the hatred and anger and all the pain and confusion that's been running through him for the past, his whole experience with meeting this group of people to be perfectly honest it's been a wild ride and he attempts to grit it's through. been a wild six weeks <laughs> oh against a DC 15 it's not going to be enough Brackeye is down that uh, he's only I've only rolled a uh, I've only rolled a 13 there um, the stone connects with your head Brackeye and as it cracks into you your vision goes dark um for the rest of you, Thandor and Alan float above the silhouette of power around them and snatch from the, the deck below. You watch as Brackeye crumples to the ground under the force of this shining gem. Blood splatters out on either side, but as the gem is driven into Brackeye's uh, skull, it begins to flash a brighter light. The pulse of energy within it begins to flicker and speed up. Sorry. 
begins to flicker. Stop that. Oh, I'm so heartbroken. I crept. I crept. I cried and burped. I'm so. I'm about to crumb it. I'm like, Oh, don't make good jokes, then we'll have to keep it in. No, I'm just there for patrons. We'll put it in as an outtake. This is why you pay good money, patrons. The stone begins to flicker as the light flashes more and more rapidly as Calatras drives Brackeye's head down into the deck Holy below shit. him. Brackeye! No! The shimmering light around Thandor and Aelan begins to descend down into them, shrink until it wraps their forms. Thandor and Aelan drop down to the deck, hitting the wood on either side of the fallen form of Brackeye, facing Calatras. Three-point superhero landing. Oh, yeah, and as they do, there's a plume of, of uh, smoke, and uh, which quickly dissipates. Um, and you see Thandor has landed. The red light has sunken into him and dissipated, leaving behind only a shimmering suit of plate armour that he wears. Uh, silvery with a reddish border, a long red cloak with the flaming sword of Tempest on his back. Oh, my God, I'm back to me. Aelan lands next to him, and as the golden light shimmers and surrounds him, it also forms into him, leaving him wearing a long blue robe with a high collar dotted across its surface with stars, and along the arms and down the sides, flickering arcane runes glow on the side of the robe. A light settles round Snatch, and there's a strange string with a big, large <laughs> ring in the back of his back. <laughs> Snatch already has plenty. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking cool. Yeah. Um, so wait, Brackeye's Brackeye's down. Yep. <sighs> Shit. Oh. Do you want me to go first? <laughs> oh. Yeah. Probably Aelan's turn. Yeah. No. Uh, Aelan glows with the, the no. beacon of light. <laughs> Aelan glows with the beacon of light still shining <laughs> from him and summoning, summoning his sorceress power. He steps in front of Thandor before he can act, putting his hand out, just gently resting on Thandor's face. Thandor's reaching out at that point like, oh, I should probably heal him. And then his face is mushed by your palm. As Aelan pushes past him. <laughs> As Aelan pushes past him, his single finger extended and pressed against Thandor's lips in the ultimate shush. Aelan reaches out his hand, summoning his most base healing energies and casting the cantrip, raise the dead. He then summons his sorceress power, gathering up the, the power of the angel within him and summoning the healing power of a spell that flies from his lips a cure wounds glows around his arm and reaches down to Brackeye, surrounding him with a nimbus of light. Brackeye, you heal 44 hit points and you don't have to make death saves. So yeah, the spare the dying brings you back from death and then 44 hit points. Um, as the, the glowing light surrounds Brackeye, his breathing starts again and his arms uh, reach under him to lift him from the deck. Thandor, now thoroughly shushed, you're able to push past Aelan again. Thandor. Shh. No, sorry, I'm done now. Oh, that is really creepy. Oh, that's what you guys was... Oh, you get it now? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, I'll stop doing that. Don't do that again, that was weird. Um, 
But wait. Thandor swats Alan's hand away um, and looks back towards Calatras and slowly starts walking towards him. And as he starts walking towards him, that same shimmering red light that infuses the plate mail that now adorns Thandor, the light glimmers off the plate mail and then a shape forms around Thandor and it's almost like from himself on either side of him he splits into into two one Thandor on his left and another Thandor on his right but the one on his left just has like a really curly mustache um, and the one on his right has just really thick mutton chops and then another one splits out from those two on either side and there's a Thandor that has just a, a really long braided beard and on the right furthest one is he's got a little Hitler mustache. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping for flavor saver, but you went straight to Hitler. <laughs> and all at once we all look at Calatras and go, No. Hey. Fuck off. <laughs> We're full. <laughs> We're all full. <laughs> The powerful words of a god <laughs> echo out. So what, I, what I'm doing is yeah, I'm casting Spirit Guardians. So Straight it's the spell there. you're describing. You're not describing the slow disintegration of Thandor's mind. <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> no, that happened long ago. Long, long ago. So you call forth spirits to protect you. They flit around you to a distance of 15 feet for the duration. When you cast a spell, you can designate any number of creatures you can see to be unaffected by it, and an affected creature's speed is halved in the area, and when the creature enters the area for the first time, or when a turn starts, it must make a wisdom saving throw. So you have to make a wisdom saving throw of a DC 15. 16. 16. So... A hundred tiny red Thandors swirl around you, attacking Calatras. Oh, no, Each with slightly different facial slightly hair. Slightly different facial hair. <laughs> There's some artwork for you, Jack. <laughs> yeah, fucking oath. On a successful save, the creature takes half as the damage. It's 3d8s. So all the, the different versions of Thandor strike out as one. Um, Thandor's not used to striking out. Is that a baseball joke? No, that was just making a, a joke about Thandor's dating life, which I assume is red hot, rich and vivid, <laughs> rich and varied. Oh, that's only eight points, but it is four because you succeeded. So four points of radiant damage. Calatras, uh, surrounded by the glowing black flames that, that flicker dark light across, um, as each of the red powered figures strike it at Calatras. Their light seems to fade as it glows near the black light of, of his flames, and um, they're only able to inflict minor damage. Just a few of the spirit guardians just kind of come in and tickle him with their various <laughs> forms of facial hair. <laughs> they're just all Ooh. standing around him, just rubbing their mustaches <laughs> against him. So mad with you. <laughs> <laughs> 
you're going to get beard rash. Oh, Tempus, he's so fun. He's so fun. He blah, blah, blah. Hey, Tempus. Hey, Tempus. I kind of feel like you guys are taking the piss out of me. Oh, gee, that must really suck for you, mate. (laughs) (laughs) Snatch says as the ripcord recoils back into his body. I said that on my own. I said that on my own. What can Snatch see when he looks at Calatras through the goggles? Uh, the red square hovers around Calatras, blinking as uh, to display a, a, beep, a significant beep, threat. Beep, beep, uh, as it targets in on Calatras, Snatch dive rolls to the side and brings both his pistols up and tries to shoot Calatras's hands to try and get him to drop the tear. Okay, nice. Oh. Two attacks? Yep. 18 and 12. The 18 hits. Um, so it ricochets into the, the stone. Cool. The tier. 2d6. And that is seven points of damage right in your pinky. Um, it slams into the, the tier and it shudders in his hands, but he manages to hold on to it. Uh, I'll use a cunning action to try and dash behind Calatras as well and get out of his sight. Yeah, you dash forward up onto the poop deck and around the back of Calatras to his very own poop deck where you take up position. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Brackeye. Brackeye opens his eyes and as his eyes adjust to the light, he sees in front of him the stone, everything is slow and the sound is muffled but he sees the stone in front of him uh he's back in regular goliath form but at this point the rage is all consuming and it pulsates in him as he once again transforms into his hybrid shape changer form and attempts to attack calatrax right in front of him First attack is no good. It's only a 12. Nope. All right. That's getting somewhere. 21 on the second attack. That's a hit. All right. Yeah. Should I make my third attack now and then? Sure. 20! 20! There we go. Oh, there it is. All right. Gnashing his teeth and biting at anything and slashing at anything within reach. He's getting ankles, he's getting shins, he's getting, you know, uh, he's clawing wrist bones and even up to the elbow. Ooh, elbow Get some bite. coverage. Oh, which is just connected nips to the, the, just nips the, the shoulder. The <laughs> shoulder's connected to the wrist bone. Just nips the That's a very the... complicated song in Goliath. Untranslatable. It goes for 24 hours. <laughs> it's just on the first bone. <laughs> okay. That for the first hit uh, is 25 points of damage on that first hit and now I'll roll the critical. Damn, son. Critical. Brutal critical. Yep, brutal critical. That's right. 7 plus 17 is 24. And then I roll the dice again. 12 on the dice. And then it's another D8. Yep. And an additional 4. 
for the brutal critter. 40. Um, you scrabble up, uh, filled with energy again as you, you healed up slightly, and you, you scratch and claw your way, climbing up Calatras as you bite at his elbows and knees and toes. Um, his rage is strong, but his Bo-tunes. clarity is 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 also... Um, he's, he's thinking more clearly than he has in a while, and the power of Helm and the reminder of his party and his group of, of companions has cleared his sight and his anger is pure and white hot as he thrashes and bites into Calatras's undercarriage. Don't don't forget the power of tempers. <laughs> Very, uh, yeah, yeah. You know, just helm. He gets a feet. Yep. Feet helm. Feet. Feet, feet tempers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and as, as you are filled with the power of helm, feet tempers, you slash <laughs> and claw at um, at Calatras and the beast within you and you yourself, your your purpose is aligned and, and the beast rages and, and, and fills you and, and takes you to new heights of fury as you slash and claw at Calatras, climbing up him. And as you do, you place your right paw on the, the stone that Calatras holds in his hand. And as you lift up your left claw, the glow of the stone begins to flicker faster and faster and the black flame that surrounds Calatras begins to recede as you slash down across his face with your last blow. Thandor? Has Calatras had a turn? Uh, he's um, channeling the stone. He's channeling the stone? Yeah, fuck, let's have Calatras have a go, hey? Because he's um, just got a save on a wisdom saving throw. As the... Uh, <laughs> oh. Of 15. Yeah, he fails. He fails? Awesome. You take 3d8 damage, motherfucker. Beard damage. uh, Beard damage. All that facial hair rubbing up against your fucking... In your grill. Oh, it's not that great. Get brand new Thandor doll with added (laughs) Thandoon accessories. (laughs) Tiny little cloud of Thandoons. You can do this. Extra nine points of radiant damage. Oh, he feels that beard rash flashing <laughs> up on his face. And and as the light from the stone begins to pulse faster and push the, the dark flames that surround him back towards him, he calls out in rage and frustration. Uh, he screams out, Arikis, help me! Uh, the flame licks out from his body and, and sprays out in a, a circle all around him, um, detonating in a, a fire burst that surrounds you all. Uh, can you all make reflex saves, please? Uh, dexterity uh, save? Sorry, can you all make dexterity <laughs> saves? It's very late. <laughs> it is late. 21 for Wolf Brackeye. 26 for Ragdoll Snatch. 10, 10 for Thandor. Everybody but Thandor leaps out of the way of the flame. If you've got evasion, you skip the damage, but you take half Brackeye, so Thandor, you take 32 points of damage. Is it a non-magical item? Uh, It is a magical attack. Cool. Thandor lets the warm flames envelop him, and as the flames blast out across him, the red alternate versions of himself wink out and disappear with the flame as it rushes past. Uh, he lost concentration on that. How much damage did I just take, sorry? 32 points. 32. Wow! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh... <laughs> <laughs> Who is that? 
Um, I'm fine. You hold your hands out, uh, splayed on either side, welcoming the flames, thinking the power of Tempest would protect you, but it it really didn't. And as the flame buffets around you, you all smell the acrid smell of burning hair. Oh, no! Uh, clean shaven. face is perfectly clean shaven. Oh, my God. Eyebrows and everything. And eyebrows. <laughs> head hair. Nose hair. Uh, nose hair, armpits. Everything, oh, you are no. completely oh. hairless. Oh my god, I've had such transformations in such recent time. Nice to meet you. Oh my god. Alopecia. Nice to meet you. So, as the light begins to flash faster, Calatrast lashes out with this black flame, but you can see the light of the stone speeds up with Brackeye's hand on it, and as it does, white silvery energy begins to swirl out and surround Brackeye and writhe up his arm and onto his body. Uh, And as this light grows and Calatras stumbles back, you all look towards him and see behind him the shimmering fiery portal that stands behind. And in the centre of that open portal, a figure stands. A figure you had not noticed until this moment. The figure of your friend. Arikis on the other side of the portal, her face transformed, more beautiful than you remembered, almost impossibly beautiful. The glimmering light of the portal shines on Arikis as she finally lets herself stand up. And Arikis moves towards the portal and she steps through and she communicates non-verbally with the type 4 I'm back. She smiles, and the light from the stone ripples outwards, flickers and swirls and surrounds Brackeye. The tattoos on your arms writhe and grow down your body, spreading and and becoming more intricate, covering the shitty tattoos that you'd got in in houses all over (laughs) the, the planet and erasing them forever. No, the glaze. As it does, the light glows and shimmers and spins around you and explodes in a flash of bright light that fills all your eyes. Me peepers. These goggles do nothing. (laughs) (laughs) My eyes. (laughs) Um, An explosion of silvery light ripples out from the shattered remains of the rear of the Dentnorn. The energy flies forward, lighting all around it until it touches the asteroid band below the ship. A huge ball of shimmering energy. It grows and grows as it begins to take in the floating rocks that surround the planet. And as it does, the band of asteroids starts to suck the energy in, gobbling it up as the growing sphere of light now shrinks down and is absorbed into the asteroid belt. The light ripples out along the ring, arcing out in both directions as the asteroids are filled with the light of the moon. Light streaks along the ring, rippling out on either side until the whole belt is lit with the silvery light. Then slowly, but gathering pace, the asteroids begin to shift and move back towards each other. They gather up and the ring splits at one side and the rocks begin to sail together as the moon begins to reform. Below, two ships limp down from the carnage above, slowly sailing down to the world below. 
The pull of asteroids draws back a curtain of ash and smoke covering the continent, revealing the shape of the coast below. As Lion's flagship the Fang and Lysandra's skiff sail down towards safety, Lysandra and her sister Andromeda clutch each other on the deck of Lion's flagship. The figures of V, Barry and Siam gaze up from the deck of Lysandra's ship and give thanks for the help of the four strangers that gave their lives so their world could live once more. Wow. Gave their lives? Moon, make me better! <laughs> <laughs> thanks for joining us for another week of Dice Paper Roll. That's book two, chapter 16. Join us in a fortnight uh, for uh, whatever we decide to release. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be here again. Same same time, same place, uh, DPR. See you then. Um, stick around. We'll be having a dissection after the credits. Um, thank you and good night. Good night, everyone. Good night. Good night. Good night. A good evening. Stop. Dice section, loose 10 with the tight four slash five, whatever it is. It's quite late in the evening. Um, Greg, it is early. Well on done, time. sir. Yeah. That was um, a brilliant end to yeah. an awesome arc. Um, yeah, really fantastic, man. Thank you. How did you go with eight? Episodes, it's fucking hard. Good, isn't there's it? a lot to lot to jam in there, but I I really hope I got the story I wanted to tell across. Well, I, I don't know what you wanted to tell, but I feel like it was a pretty damn good story. Whatever you heard, that was what I wanted to tell because yep. I did a good job. Wait, what happened to Lion? He was still strapped to the ship. I had him okay. there in case the combat wasn't going too well and I wanted Alan to heal him up and cause some extra. Uh, I, I, he was the deus ex machina. I was clear at some henchmen. Break I was case thinking and, as, case of emergency as yeah. Thandor, at one point I was like, oh, I wonder if I just like run across and just like hold my glaive out to one side and just go and just like cut the... That that was totally a thing that I thought where I was just like, all right, maybe we just need to get this extra big ass, this massive fucking like what twenty foot fucking white Tabaxi tiger lion the, dude. Yeah. Can you go back to the little image you were painting there where you go? What 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 exactly are you cutting? Because you never the chains or the ropes. The chains or the ropes. Okay, sorry, I was. I'm sure it was a beautiful. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It took me another two sentences to figure it out, but I'm with you. Well, because you know, well, it's got to be held down by something. Yeah, he was. Yeah. No, that's an excellent recollection of my description, Danny. It was ropes. (laughs) No, it's just that you didn't say ropes. You just went. Yeah. And I just had to kind of. It just thought that I had this weird. I just wanted. No, I just thought you might be lopping heads off something. I just thought like maybe I just run along and just like. And well, just at first like I thought you were like hitting the the night guard with your. T- well, that's what I thought too. Like cutting their heads off yeah, or something. No, I, was I thought you were playing the drums like yeah. a hi hat. Oh, it's like you're gonna take a few levels of bars.
Taking a few levels of bard. You've already multiclassed. Why not fuck up your character more? <laughs> <laughs> fuck him up? I'm sorry, what? I'm sorry, what? You know how I feel about multiclassing. Well, I'm Says making... the guy who just pretty much like went, hey, Snatch, why don't you do this multiclassing? I gave you an option, Snatch. Look, and I took it. It was you great. you took the I shit loved road. It. Tell, yeah. us more, tell us more about your multiclassing. Quite possibly it would have been better for me to go paladin and mm. would have possibly achieved the same thing as what I wanted, but I wanted more versatility. And so the only way that I could get that was having cleric and fighter. And so therefore I'm fucking seriously insulted right now. It can take a while down playing the gauntlets about multiclassing. I, this is ha- this is the only way that Thandor could be. He is no other character. I'm glad Thandor is who he is. It makes for a wonderful story, Daniel, and you play him impeccably. It makes for um, uh, how many how many amazing fucking character moments has there exactly. been where it's been like, oh, well, now there's this new thing. Look, exactly. we don't all have to be munchkins, all right? Just because I am doesn't mean you have to be. I thought you were taking the piss out of me for a second there. <laughs> Uh, I love the snatch doll. <laughs> <laughs> snatch dolls. We need to make that a thing. Mm. Beanie babies. They were they were crazy in the early two thousands. We could do it again. A we could do it beanie again. Baby. Yeah. Yeah, but what is your um, multi-classing effort, Ben? Yeah, uh, tell us about oh, that. Yeah, because so... it's going to be pretty key in this uh, next upcoming uh, game. Yeah. Well, look, if um, if folks are not familiar with it, Critical Role and the Pretty awesome peeps over there, Matt Mercer, etc., have uh, put the Gunslinger class up on D and D Beyond. Um, there's there's a really overpowered version of it on D and D Wiki, which I tried to convince <laughs> Greg of. Uh, a couple of variants actually, but um, no, the the one on D and D Beyond. So essentially, take three levels of fighter. Mm. Um, and then at the third level, when you get to take an archetype for that particular class, you take gunslinger. So I'm um, snatch is going to learn how to shoot some motherfuckers. I get to add my proficiency and do some fun stuff. I think I'm, I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know exactly where I'm going to take it, but I'm still going for the assassin stealth thing. Maybe a bit of dual wielding, either two pistols or a dagger and a pistol. Fuck some shit up. And, and it's an, really fun. An unrelated question. How's your second playthrough of Red Dead Redemption going? <laughs> I actually I have not actually started. I because we are so goddamn busy with this podcast. Yeah, I've got to write. I've got to think of my bedtime story game. Uh, we're going to Adelaide next week for a couple of weeks. Even though by the time people listen to this, that was yeah, like two that's months the bed, ago. St- that's the bedtime story one. You mentioned that one. <laughs> God damn you, Dan! Fuck you, buddy. <laughs> I my I can't wait to play Red Dead again, yeah. but I'm definitely going to do a pistol and a dagger. Can you do that? I don't nah, know. I don't know if you can. You can do the, the whole dual wielding thing, yeah. but you can do it with a pistol and a shotgun, like and a sort of shotgun. Yeah, oh, I'm just saying. Oh, the mortgage. Yeah, sort of shotgun. Oh, I would love to do a sort of shotgun. But god damn it, I'm like, I'm I'm gotta be so careful with what. Magical items I give you from here on out, buddy. I'm Why? like, because it's like, I kind of feel like it could be a slippery slope to to um, snatch domination. We just got we just got some fucking. Oh, did you like nice... snatch's targeting goggles? Yeah, yeah. 
They're Fuck amazing. Yeah. Pretty cool. Exactly. You just got yeah, exactly. Wait, I don't have to worry about giving out fucking magical items. No. You just got a whole bunch of fucking well, great magical items. Yeah, because items. Greg makes up for the fact that neither you or I ever give out magical so items. I just in dole them out in my um, games. Okay, just gonna throw this out there. How's that plus four going for you, Benny? Yeah, my A amulet's great too. Thanks, Danny. I think you do a great can, job. Give you, can, can, how's your AC, mate? <laughs> it's fantastic. It's when it was I mean, lower I did lose level. Lower I did level. lose my pin. This is what happens when we pain. don't wear pants in the pod cave. Everyone yeah. starts swinging their dicks around. <laughs> I'm just saying, I was giving out rare items. Maybe um, uh, old mate Gregory over here has been giving out a couple of... Uh, Legendary items oh, Not legendary He's probably giving more out rare I've maybe given out more Uncommons Yeah Uncommons as well Oh as no me. that's That amulet was pretty rare What's the purple one? The purple one? Isn't Epic. there a purple Epic Epic, Epic. Are we just yeah. talking about Warcraft now? World of Warcraft now? I don't yeah. know I got confused. How are you following along with this conversation, uh, Amelia? Can, how do you follow when you're so eagerly um, browsing through the player's handbook and Dungeon Master's Guide looking at, at items? No, I was just looking at creative ways to kill myself with paper cuts. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, which page is. in the player's handbook is the sharpest? Tell, tell us. Uh, hit us up on social media. At Dice Paper Roll. Excellent. Before we sign off, any thoughts on where Brack Eye's at? Any or discoveries we made in the last little bit? Given that we've just talked shit as DMs for the last five minutes, oh, I'm let the people in, hear from Emil. I'm interested in that voice that Brack Eye heard right towards the end there. Mm, yeah, the third voice. What did I say? Yeah, uh, save me, Moonchild. Yeah, that one. Hey, you got to interested in that one. Hippies. But wasn't you that heard it? The beast within you heard it. Oh, okay. Ah. Oh. Ah. Oh. Oh, the triple layer. Yeah. Ah. Oh. So did even Brackeye hear it? No, Brackeye, while fighting with the beast, and the beast sort of starts to take over your consciousness like that back and forth as the beast took over it, it heard the the whisper. And so Brackeye just went... Brackeye was in his half-dead place where he was like, I was thinking this whole thing where he's wandering on this, like, very cloudy. Oh yeah, because you dropped platform. You died, but you then he sits range. down, and then and then this old wizened, you know, hairy Goliath Dumbledore man comes and sits down next to him. That's what I was. But then he got pulled out of it because Alien woke him up. It's like ah, oh, good dream. Ah, oh, oh, good dream. Sorry. Ah, oh, ah, oh, that sounds like sorry about a beautiful... that time I saved your life. <laughs> but that sounded like a beautiful role play moment. Mm. Would have been good, good if I had it... to just rush through with my goddamn healing. Could have, could have been a beautiful, like, full circle moment of being like, take your time, and the old man comes through. And oh, the hermit. Like, the hermit. It's the hermit. The hermit comes through, and he's like, You're, you have a hermit background. I think this is transitioned from a, a loose term of the time. I'm not even. To DM after death. <laughs> I'm not even looking at Ben at the moment. He keeps on holding up his phone at me, and I'm like, what are you trying to say? But I'm not even looking at him, so therefore. You know what I'm trying to say, Danny. I know, but I'm only seeing it. Call your mum, Danny. It's time time to stop talking. She's currently in Bhutan. Hi, mum. Hi, mum. Dan's mum. Dan's mum, who's currently in Bhutan. That's all I got. (laughs) Maybe they're in the Nepal. (laughs) I don't know. There's a little bit of me. Hey, listener, wasn't that worthwhile hanging around that extra... 10 minutes for. Hey, Man. listeners. Thanks so <laughs> much for joining Two us. months ago, Dan's <laughs> mum went to Bhutan or Nepal. 
thanks so much, Ooh. listeners, to joining us after we cut the last five minutes of talking <laughs> out. It's been a great- We, we cut. Yeah, we. We cut. The royal we. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ben, you pretty much have to cut like half of that. You'll be <sighs> including this bit. We love you, listeners. Thank you so much for joining us. We love you, Ben. We love you and your editing skills, Ben, and you and your music skills, Emil, and me and Danny with our playing D&D skills. Hey. Hey. And talking about God. Yeah. yeah. You know, I got the player's handbook. <laughs> Buy your very own Snatch Doll now with new goggles. Now with goggles, goggles, goggles. Who knows what they do? Throw away your shitty old Snatch Doll and get a new one with a brand new... Goggles, goggles, goggles. Squeeze him and he shits himself. Oh. Pull the ripcord for his classic lines. Snatch phrases. All the phrases you've heard Snatch say and then immediately forgot. Oi, don't call me short. Sure. I'm going to stab you one of these days. I grab the treasure. Hey, guys, I'm down here. <laughs> Is that bag of gold nailed down? That gives me advantage, right? Snake attack. <laughs> <laughs> don't forget, I'm lucky. Buy a new Snatch Doll now with two <laughs> signature moves. And brand new gun. Pa-pow, motherfucker. Minigun not included. Let's be real. Who's collecting snatch dolls? Yeah, all right. I'm, I'm, I'm going to get one. <laughs>